Have you ever said these words? I can't find board members. Yep, I know you have. Pretty sure I've heard you say them. And I always respond as if someone has told me they lost their keys. All right, so where did you see them last? The hunt for great board members. It's one of your biggest pain points, isn't it? If you have listened to me before, you know that I don't let leaders off the hook. Great board members don't just arrive, and they don't just arrive great. And if you listen to me talk about ongoing board service, you know that I believe that nonprofit leaders think that a good or even great board member will just simply stay great. Note, you'll find a link to a few podcasts on this very topic in the show notes. And of course, this all presumes that we even value the role boards play in our organizations. Wait. So what are you saying, Joan? Let me be clearer. One, board matters. A lot. Two, board members are only hard to find if you don't have a recruitment strategy. Three, board members and staff need to be way clearer about importance of governance. Four, board members need to be trained in order to be great. Five, great board members need to be nurtured and their passion ignited in order to stay great. And oh, one last thing. Board service has to be marketed as an opportunity to those who serve. You're about to meet two people who are evangelists for excellent governance and for the opportunity and privilege that comes with board service. These two folks have been instrumental in building excellent boards. I don't know the anatomical way that ears perk up, but I just saw yours do that. Greetings and welcome to my podcast, Nonprofits Are Messy. I'm your host, Joan Gary. In my work, I offer counsel and advice to CEOs and boards of larger nonprofits. I'm a keynote speaker, an author of a best-selling book with a very novel name, Joan Gary's Guide to Nonprofit Leadership, and I'm a columnist for the Chronicle of Philanthropy. I'm also the co-founder of the Nonprofit Leadership Lab, an online membership site where we help small nonprofits thrive. But most of all, I consider myself a compassionate truth teller and a champion for board and staff leaders. In my podcast, I dig deep into the issues faced by nonprofit leaders. You can always count on getting my personal point of view, and you can count on experts who will share their expertise in fields ranging from fundraising to leadership transitions, to team building, to board management, to organizational strategy, to self-care. The list goes on. So welcome to Nonprofits Are Messy. Let's get started. Today, we've got an embarrassment of riches, not one but two experts in building excellent boards. They're also partners in a really interesting way. First, Rob Acton. Rob Acton is the principal and founder of Cause Strategy Partners, Board Lead, and Board Learn. Cause Strategy Partners is a consulting social enterprise that provides strategic counsel and high-impact programming to Fortune 500 companies, global professional services firms, private foundations, and nonprofit organizations with this unique focus on building both board and executive leadership. Cause Strategy Partners' signature program, Board Lead, has placed, trained, and supported 650 professionals for high-impact board service at 360 nonprofits in 13 cities across the country. Come this September, Board Lead will be in 19 cities, maybe even yours. Board Learn is Board Lead's innovative good governance e-learning platform. A certified B Corp, Cause Strategy Partners' client list includes Credit Suisse, Google, J.P. Morgan Chase, PwC, United, BlackRock, Barclays, Goldman Sachs, LinkedIn, MasterCard, should I continue? The Melinda Gates Foundation, New York Community Trust, the Chicago Community Trust, the Joyce Foundation, and many others, including hundreds of nonprofit organizations serving communities across the country. Rob, thanks a lot for what you do to fuel the nonprofit sector. 
Thank you, Joan. It's an honor. I actually consider to you you to be the wisest, one of the wisest, most authentic, bravest, and dare I say it, most entertaining voices championing the nonprofit sector. So it's a real pleasure to be well, with you today. Thanks. I like all those adjectives. Um, so <laughs> now Rob's partner in crime from Credit Suisse, Lalita Badinho. Lalita is a corporate citizenship, inclusion, diversity, and employee experience executive with more than 15 years experience as a business partner building culture, leading initiatives, and growing employee engagement across the financial services sector. She develops people-centric and purpose-driven programming using a risk management and impact measurement lens and influences a 14-member board. She's currently the vice president at Credit Suisse, where she has held a variety of leadership roles, including overseeing community engagement and grant making as part of the America's Corporate Citizenship Group. She partners closely with HR, the firm's diversity and inclusion networks, and serves on the Wellness Council. Recognized as a thought leader, Lolita has spoken at CECP, Charities at Work, Points of Light, Philanthropy New York, and at the United Nations. She serves as co-chair of Service for Impact, which has focused most recently on building the business case for corporate volunteerism. She holds an MBA from the University of Chicago Booth School of Business and a BA from Ithaca College. And pay heed to this credential, my friends. It's at the heart of our conversation today. During her tenure at Credit Suisse, Lalita has been instrumental in increasing employee volunteerism to over 50% from 39% by designing the America strategy across 30 cities and 10,000 employees. She pioneered Credit Suisse's signature Board Connect program to build leadership skills and increase retention. Lolita, I can't wait for my listeners to hear about your view of board service. Welcome. Thank you for that very kind introduction, Joan. And it's uh, really a pleasure to to share this podcast with you and Rob Acton. Uh, It's very also admirable how you... Uh, really share your expertise and experience uh, in the sector uh, with nonprofit executives. Well, wow. all right. So I got two nice compliments. Now let's give that. that so, so far, I think this podcast is going really, really well. So, <laughs> um, so Rob, let's start with you. Cause Strategy Partners. It helps social good organizations achieve their missions, fueled by great leadership, great strategy, and most importantly, great results. Your focus is on fueling store, strong boards. I want to hear about what motivated you to begin this work. Sure. Well, I um, have been in the sector my whole life. I served for 11 years as chief executive of two different nonprofit organizations, Cabrini Green Legal Aid in Chicago and then Taproot Foundation in New York. So that gave me obviously firsthand experience working with um, boards. And I've seen up close and personal the impact that you can have when you have the right seats, understanding the board role, fully engaged in in sort of multiplying the leadership efforts of the organizations. On the flip side, I've seen the opposite, right? Where you have the wrong folks doing the wrong things, disengaged, and actually the board, which should be a tremendous asset, can actually turn into uh, a real drag on leadership within the organization. You know, as as strange as it sounds in many ways, the current work that I'm doing when we formed Cause Strategy Partners flowed out of a New Year's resolution I made in in 2012. I was executive director of Taproot Foundation at the time. And of course, in that role, had the opportunity to work with hundreds of causes, terrific nonprofits across the sort of mission spectrum. So I made this New Year's resolution that 
in 2012 when I met somebody, you know, as in a new social setting, a cocktail reception, somebody on the street, and they asked me what they always ask, what do you do for a living? I would tell them, I, I run this organization called Taproot Foundation. We serve all these tremendous uh, causes. And instead of asking them what they do for a living, I'd follow up with this question. You know, what causes do you support? Nice. Well, it turns out that's the most, most awkward New Year's resolution of all time. Uh, <laughs> don't try it at home. I, what I found was people were caught totally flat-footed. And they just, that, you know, I found myself coaching them. You know, where are you making donations? Maybe you volunteer, serve on any boards or committees. I remember one guy fought for a minute, he looked up in there, and then he said, well, I like TV. Does that count? <laughs> Not exactly what we have in mind. Um, and really out of that, I recognized all of these folks that I was meeting, incredible, incredibly talented, and yet they were doing absolutely nothing for the community where they worked and lived. And so out of that, it kind of generated this passion. How are we going to connect talent to purpose um, in a way that will drive impact for the many, many causes around the communities where, where folks live and work? And out of that, really, Cause Strategy Partners and Board Lead was born. Um, just for those who don't know what Taproot is, can you just go do a quick uh, the quick elevator pitch on Taproot, please? Sure. Yeah, Taproot Foundation is a national organization that is focused on all things pro bono consulting. Yeah. And so they connect business professionals to nonprofits on um, meaningful uh, consulting engagements um, to help nonprofits reinvest their money in programs versus the infrastructure behind them. It's a swell organization. I've pointed many clients to them, and you'll the link to all of these things we will find in the show notes. Um, so I love asking entrepreneurs this question. Um, so the New Year's resolution led you to say, oh, my gosh, there's so many people that are sitting on the sidelines. They could be on the field. Um, yeah. But there was, a, there was another gap, too, wasn't there? Very much so. Well, as both of you know, Joan and Lolita, nonprofit boards – can be excruciatingly ineffective. Um, and not all boards, to be sure, would be described that way, but many can, a huge number. And in my experience, the effectiveness of the board has really nothing to do with the organization's size or prestige or length of operation or even gravitas of its individual members. You know, in my work as a governance consultant, I spend a lot of time in nonprofit boardrooms, and I have to say it can be hugely dispiriting. You know, we've all seen it before. It's time for the meeting to start. They don't even have half of the board members in the room. We don't have quorum. The CEO takes out his or her phone and begins busily texting and calling board members, begging them to just call in so they can get the meeting started. Then when the meeting starts, nobody has, many or many board members don't have the packet of materials in front of them. Finance committee, treasurer reviews the financial reports and nobody's following along. Nobody asks any questions when the executive director gives her report. You know, that's not the kind of board service that will drive impact, that, that, that doesn't reflect the importance of this role that asks lay individuals to take on shepherding, leading, and guiding this organization doing critical work in the community. And it's really unacceptable. So, um, you know, the question, what led me to build the enterprise, it was really wanting to fill that gap. It was really wanting to help identify high capacity individuals for nonprofits, connect them to those nonprofits, but then establish 
high expectations for what their service must reflect, and then train and support them around those high expectations so that long term we could we could really start to make an impact on those organizations that that where we're placing folks um there is uh, i think this is uh, one of the reasons that rob and lalita who i i promise i'm going to bring in here i just need a little set more a little more setup from rob um the notion of how important board service is and how critical a role the board is supposed to be playing in uh, a thriving nonprofit. This is, to me, part of the the sort of the, if we can fix this problem, we can make such a big dent in the social sector. And so um, uh, both of these folks really had me at hello um, when we started talking. So the two platforms that you use are called Board Lead and Board Learn. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming one is the sort of the 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 matchmaker roles that you play, the the, the Yenta, if you will. And then mm-hmm. we have the, um, it seems like you actually teach them about what the job actually is. What a novel concept. So would you, <laughs> can you give me the, the, the quick snapshot of each of the programs? And after you do, yep. I suspect that there are going to be listeners who are going to try to climb through their phones to try mm-hmm. to get in touch with you to find out how they too can uh, be a part of the work that you do. Yeah, well, we welcome that. Yeah, so board lead, uh, you know, the problem that we wanted to solve was kind of a board development process in the nonprofit um, boardroom that's usually kind of clubby, non-strategic, and reactive. Uh, you know, I've, I've been in boardrooms so many times where the nominating committee chair says, we need to put it together a slate of candidates for our next election. Does anybody know anybody who might be interested in serving on our board? And that's about as strategic as it gets. Of course, of course, that leads to boards that start to become pretty monolithic. And, and it's just the folks that we already know and look like and feel comfortable with are, are serving alongside us. And that's mm-hmm. not acceptable, particularly when we know that there are talented folks in our communities who stand ready, willing, and able. They're ready to drive um, drive impact, but they're just waiting to be asked. They're waiting to find that opportunity. So our purpose in Board Lead is to connect these talented professionals through partnerships with Fortune 500 companies and professional service firms to nonprofits that we have carefully vetted in order to ensure they're ready to receive our candidates and really capture the impact that, are, that they want to deliver. So that's Board Lead. Board Learn is our new virtual e-learning platform for our board leaders. And it sort of covers the full range of governance responsibilities to prepare them for effective board service from day one. Um, And it really hones in on this idea of getting them up to speed just as they're beginning their board service. I want to say from the beginning, you know, we've been driven by a much bigger goal than matching professionals to boards. Our BHAG, our big, hairy, audacious goal, to borrow from author Jim Collins, good to great for the social sector, is to elevate and transform governance in the nonprofit sector. So over time, we think that our highly committed, dedicated, well-trained, and well-supported board leaders, as we call them, will have the capacity to change the very nature of what board service requires across the country. You know, passively attending a few board meetings and committee meetings each year and maybe tossing a few dollars in the direction of the nonprofit just doesn't cut it. 
And we hope our board leaders sort of, sort of set a new standard for governance, board by board, raising all boards, all board boats and all boards in the places that they serve. So I'll just wrap up by saying the partnerships we create is, is sort of with a who's who of great companies and private foundations around the country that truly fuel our work. And it's folks like Lalita um, and Credit Suisse who, who make this ultimately possible. I think that's your cue, Lalita. Um, so your impressive bio tells us that you oversee charitable grant making. Uh, and you also are a lead in building employee engagement and work culture. And I'm, I'm wondering, when did this sort of light bulb go off for you that there was a link between employee engagement and board service? Thank you, Joan. And every time I hear Rob Acton speak, um, I get energized because of the high impact board service he talks about. And uh, it's, it's really uh, been such a pleasure to work with Rob for the past two years. Um, I, as for context for the listeners, um, as you know, I work at Credit Suisse, which is a leading wealth manager with strong investment banking capabilities. We really view our responsibility to contribute to the community as integral. But wait a minute, beyond funding, we're truly very focused on our people and their talents and what they have to give back, which is why board service is really one of our signature skills-based volunteering opportunities. If I had to rewind back to 2009, the Credit Suisse Americas Foundation, of which I'm part, uh, had just completed a strategic review, and we got some very timely and helpful feedback from our, our people. And guess what? We, la- we listened to them. We heard from them that they wanted to make this more strategic, sustainable commitment to the community. So they asked us to raise the bar from one-day volunteering, episodic volunteering, mentoring, and said, hey, we want to contribute our leadership and strategic skills, and we want to make a multi-year commitment. Wow. This was sort of music to our ears. And this came from our client-facing uh, senior people uh, who we thought were the busiest people at the firm. Um, well, they, they, they probably are the busiest people, but sometimes if you want something done, you give it to the big, busiest people. And so what I translate all that into is uh, what Rob talked about, purpose. You know, they really wanted to leave a legacy behind that really had a long-lasting impact on the community. And then they were also asking their employer to figure out how they're going to get there because they didn't have the time to navigate the nonprofit space, figure it out. And they also had the humility to know that just because they're good in their day job doesn't mean that they know what it would be to be an effective board member. So I took all that. And also we got a cue from the nonprofit community, which at that time we knew had a skills gap in a survey that was part of the board source nonprofit governance index. It was indicated that 27% of uh, nonprofit executive directors reported that they did not have the right board members to govern their organizations. And so here we saw this opportunity uh, to kind of marry the need and the interests of our employees. So how does your program work? Can you talk a little bit about uh, how you structured it? And I know it's evolved over time, too. Yeah, so it's been a labor of love over the last 10 years. We've had different versions of it. But there are a few things that have been sort of consistent. You know, as I mentioned, it's our signature skills-based volunteering program. It's called Board Connect. We connect our employees with fantastic organizations to get placed on. We, we have connect them with resources for training and other ways to support them. 
Uh, and as I said, they all, this also really solves for both social and business impact, which is really for us uh, a very key criteria. We're really much more about the quality of the match than the quantity, which is why we love partnering with Bob Acton. Uh, we hold our people to high standards and, and, and we're much more about the longevity of it rather than a quick sort of match. Uh, last year alone, we had 760 employees globally who participated in this program in a variety of ways. So we've had a number of versions of this program, but let me jump to why we love to partner with Board Lead. Um, you know, we obviously uh, know that nonprofit board service starts with an employee's passion. And that's really, um, you know, you heard Rob Acton speak, you can hear his passion and that connection of passion and talent. Uh, that's what we're all about. Uh, the second piece of our program is we really needed a process to allowing them to explore the right boards right. and then finding a fit. And then the third piece is the training. And Board Lead has done this, but even sort of magnified it. They've really taken the ambiguity out of the process in some of the areas where we've seen sort of gaps. The give-get gap. Everybody wants to know how much can someone who works at Credit Suisse give. And to nail that right up front is super helpful because yes. you can't make assumptions. Um, we also think that the training component is invaluable and giving uh, uh, people that flexibility to kind of opt into different modules when they're going through the process at different times. And third, I have to say the cohort style model, which, uh, which Rob has sort of coined, is really high impact for the social sector because you're getting all these nonprofits together. They're getting multiple board members from multiple companies and our employees are getting exposure with other peers who are also on boards. I can't think of a better sort of scalable and skillful way to solve some of these sort of latent uh, sort of uh, hurdles in, the, in this flat placement and matching process. So the, the, the you know, a, a match at its best is good for both parties, right? That's what we call it a match, right? And um, so if I'm, let's say I'm, a, I'm an executive at Credit Suisse. Let's see how this actually works in, in reality, right? And I, um, I, I'm interested in uh, board leadership because I think, you know, maybe it'll help me in my career. And I have a particular interest in a particular cause, um, and I know that through your area, I can apply to, to do this whole thing. So what do I, what do I, what do I do? And, um, yeah, so what does it, what does it look like? So once I come, come a calling and I come a knocking on your door. Yeah. So we look at board service as a real privilege and a responsibility. And so we make the employee jump through some hurdles. So it's not good enough to just have a passion uh, we're like, how committed are you? And, and so I think, again, that's where we really uh, sort of see eye to eye with Rob and board lead, uh, where it's a high bar. You know, where not everyone's ready. It's not the right time for everyone. And part of our process with board lead uh, figures that out, figures itself out. So, so, that, so, so if, if, for example, Alita, sorry to interrupt, but, um, yeah. but I'm going to because it's my show. Um, <laughs> so if I come to you and I think to myself, I think of, you know, a sort of fast track to senior leadership in the organization would be like getting involved in this board connecting. And I really like, uh, I don't know, uh, pets. I have a rescue dog. Mm-hmm. Like, We've gotten that one, believe it or not. Um, and you vet to make sure that my passion for pets 
is greater than my um, uh, kind of, then it, it has to be a balance between my passion for rescue animals and my interest in growing and developing my skills, right? That it, it, you have to be able to suss out that I'm just not in it to say, hey, I want to get this on my resume so that at review time, I can tell mm-hmm. people I'm part of Board Connect, right? Exactly. And it's not a check the box. We want to know what skills they can contribute, what they are going to to give, and we ask that give get question up front as well. Rob and and I just want to I just want to add yeah I think that that um, Lolita is so simpatico with us that's really part of our secret sauce at Board Lead is that we are half parts cheerleaders for nonprofit board service you know this is something you should do yep. you're a leader you have so much to give but we're also half part. I would call it fear instillers um, in that we endeavor to ensure that our candidates really understand the full commitment around what it means to serve, that it takes a meaningful amount of time. It takes a meaningful amount of um, exertion uh, into your network and connecting friends and family to the cause that you support. Uh, you know, so we, we, we really do both of those two things side by side. I just have no interest in adding people to nonprofit boards and then they show up and don't drive impact. That doesn't, that's not how I want to spend my life. That's not what we want to do at Board Lead. We want to see folks land on boards that drive impact, that change the organization, and that greatly amplify the organization's ability to achieve mission. And so I think we find our partners who really agree with that concept, that it's not enough to just get people elected to boards. They need to be um, prepared, trained, and supported to really be high-impact board members. There's something else in what you just, what, what both of you are talking about here too, which is it, it, when you said half cheerleader and half, you know, scare the pants off the, of the person, right? So that they, that they get that this is a big job. You know, I see nominations and governance committees time after time after time undersell the responsibility for fear mm-hmm. that the person will say no. And listen up, my friends, because the truth of the matter is, if I feel like I've just been given a very unimportant job, then I actually won't do it very, I won't care that much. But if you tell me this is a really important job and you explain to me why, it doesn't scare me off. Certainly not the kinds of people that are actually really interested in board service. It's going to make my, my ears are going to perk up and I'm going to say, oh, this is an important job. So I, I, I really want to amplify what these folks are saying. And it's one of the reasons that Lolita's uh, Board Connect program is competitive. Like people want to do this because they want an important job that allows them to grow and develop, um, that that drives impact. And yes, and yes, it actually also improves all uh, a whole range of prof- is a, offers a whole range of professional development opportunities. Right. When when nonprofit leaders, whether the board chair, nominating committee chair, or chief executive are talking to a board candidate or a board recruit, and that candidate seems to be testing for what's the bare minimum, how little will he or she have to do, how li- much time is the the minimum that she'll, she or he will be able to commit. Look, you're talking to the wrong person, right? You have, we have to be looking for board candidates who are more concerned about how much they can do and how they can drive the most impact from their seat on the board. I know from firsthand experience, there are so many talented folks out there 
wanting to serve in that way. So if you're talking to somebody who's just trying to understand what the floor is instead of what the ceiling is, my opinion, walk away. Yeah. So let's talk to, let's go back to Lalita for a second. And, um, right. We use the match thing for a reason, right? Good for, good for board, good for Rob, good for Credit Suisse. Uh, and I, I asked in the pre-interview, I said to Lalita, tell me about, like, how do you know this is successful? She said, at Credit Suisse, we love our KPIs, key performance indicators. So um, how does Credit Suisse know that this program has value and is therefore willing to invest in bringing in a partner like Cause Strategies? Yeah, thanks for asking, Joan. And, you know, halfway through, uh, you know, after our first five years, we did some strategic planning on this nonprofit board service program. And we really started to articulate the triple win to the community, to the individual, and to the firm. Um, And then had an opportunity to embed a questionnaire into a matching program that we launched for board members and could actually get some statistical significant results in partnership with our workforce analytics team. So now I have sort of the business case and the social uh, impact for board service at my fingertips, which I didn't have before. Um, you know, on the, on the community side, like we really showed, like board service showed an increase in the needed skills when Rob was talking about kind of what skills are really needed, um, contributed to the board. We, we sort of got an average and the size of donation that our board members were given and were sort of uh, floored by it. Um, we also saw that the nonprofit was more likely to advance towards their mission and their goals. And one of the stats I love the most is those who participated in our board training were three times more likely to become committee chairs and take on leadership roles. And I think Rob has similar data to point to that. So really pointed to kind of, these were people who didn't know much, probably 70% of them had never st- uh, stepped on a, on a board. This was their first board experience, and yet they felt able to lead. On the individual level, wow. we found that, you know, though that at least the perception of those who participated, they felt that they had enhanced their leadership, strategic, and persuasion skills, that they had flexed different muscles at uh, to their board service, and they kind of became more confident and able to lead so much so that numerous stories on new roles back at the firm, promotions, and really getting out of their comfort zone. Uh, also, lots about enhancing personal and professional networks, client relationships, because you're authentic, authentically bringing your passion to the forefront and, and, and deepening a relationship that already was there. And then last but not least, in terms of the firm, it was really reassuring to see that those who were self-selecting through our competitive process were those who were more engaged for our firm's um, sort of engagement survey, higher rated employees based on performance evaluations. So they were the top talent that the firm really wants to retain. And then this is the stat I love the most, that board members at, that, at the firm were staying longer, so had greater retention versus a control group. Of course, I'm going to say this is at a point in time, we've got to be careful about causation and correlation. But nevertheless, these are very positive results from where I sit. Um, Rob, do you want to jump in on, on, on sort of anecdotal or data that you have from other yep. uh, partners that you have? I could do lots of anecdotal, but I think sometimes a qualitative means more. Uh, we engage in robust evaluation to understand the impact of our board leaders after both one year of service and then after two years of service. We talk to both the nonprofit chief executive and get a lot of data 
as well as the board member we've placed. And after two years of service, our board lead nonprofit partners are reporting that um, 90% of the board leaders are fully or appropriately engaged in their view. 96% have had a positive or extremely positive influence on the performance of the rest of the board. Their average personal contribution is $5,100 a year. Um, they've, their average outcomes in GiveGet, around $30,000 a year. And then my favorite, which Lolita alluded to, um, after two years of service, 50% of our board leaders have been elected to a leadership role on their boards. That is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah. To me, that just says everything. You know, if you can make your mark in a year or two, and then you're an officer, it says that you have really embodied the role of a board member and been recognized as a board leader. And of course, because the organ, the program's name is Board Lead, that's the ultimate music to our ears. The I, I was working with a board uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I was saying, okay, so just tell me which person... Let me, let's go through your officers. You got, you know, Mary's the chair and Bob is the vice chair. And I said, so who's your, who's your secretary? Uh, we don't, we don't have a secretary. What, 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 uh, what do you mean? Did, did someone jump off the board? No, we cannot get anyone to agree to be the secretary. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, I thought to myself, okay, we have our work cut out for us in terms of board engagement, don't we? Um, right. so we are, um, uh, having a really interesting conversation this afternoon about excellent boards, about elevating and transforming board service. And we are chatting with Lalita Badenhall, who is a corporate citizen, inclusion, diversity, and employee experience executive with lots and lots of experience in cult- working in culture and growing employee engagement. She is um, oversees the community engagement and grant making at the uh, at Credit Suisse in the Americas Corporate Citizenship Group, um, and she is um, she's a woman with a mission around um, board service and employee engagement. We're also talking with Rob Acton, who's the founder of Cause Strategy Partners, Board Lead and Board Learn, and he has this big, hairy, audacious goal to actually fuel the nonprofit sector with excellent board members to elevate and transform governance and the nonprofit sector. Uh, and um, I want to go back to you, Rob, and I want to talk about the other side of the match. So there are people listening to this podcast right now that are, um, are kind of dying to know what it looks like to be a part of your program. And all the stuff is in the show notes, but I want you to give us a sense of what the process is from your perspective. You bet. Um, Well, the first step is uh, we invite you to go to boardlead.com. On the homepage of the website, you'll see a list of the 19 markets that will serve in 2020 through Boardlead. And should that, should we be in your community? Uh, We, you know, you can contact us on the website, um, through our contact form and we'll do a preliminary check, but ultimate to, to see if you're a fit. If you are, we'll begin initial outreach at the beginning of each one of our board lead rounds, information webinars, then nonprofits will complete an application online. And we carefully vet and score each application to understand 
which organizations are sort of the best fit for the candidates that we'll recruit and place on boards. And then we'll conduct a one-on-two consulting call, our consultant with your chief executive and board chair to really understand the nature of the board opportunity. Ultimately, in each one of those markets, each round will select around 25, between 25 to 50 nonprofits. So just depending on the size of our uh, candidate pool. Hey, Rob. Really, we're looking. Yeah. Just, yeah. What are you looking for? What, what, what is, what, what's going to make you say yes to my organization? I'm looking for a range of things, including community impact of the organization, sort of demonstrated mission impact. We look for strong leadership. Um, board structure is really important because for many of our candidates, this will be their first board opportunity. So sort of a stable board structure is a more compelling opportunity for us. We look at finances, some sense of stability. You know, no nonprofit has amazing finances. That's the nature of the work that we do. We are always investing in mission and doing the best we can. Um, and, and very importantly, uh, we're looking to for a real commitment to deliver around diversity, equity, and inclusion. We view this as one of the fundamental challenges of the nonprofit sector in the governance space right now. And so we're leaning into it to make sure that our organizations are working towards diversity, equity, and inclusion and investing at a governance level in that those issues. So what if I'm, I run an organization and it's kind of a hot mess? <laughs> and my board needs to be completely transformed. Mm-hmm. And I and I know that that's really quite essential. Uh, yeah. Maybe I don't have a great leadership pipeline on my board. Um, like, uh, how steady do I have to be? And and then I guess as a follow up question, and I guess Lolita, you could jump in on this too. Is um, uh, if the board is kind of in a transformative stage and maybe not as steady as it could or should be, can that be appealing to a match? Um, right. Is that a, like almost like, OK, we need a couple of turnaround board members or does that make you say, Rob, like, uh, no, I need that board to be steadier to be able to make the most of the matched candidate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know, I think it really is a case by case instance. We definitely have board candidates that want to work on a challenge, roll up their sleeves, get involved, earlier stage organization, maybe founder led and help bring that stability that you're describing, Joan. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but it sort of depends on the nature of the mess, right? And there are certainly messes where we don't want to engage because the organization just needs some time to work that leadership challenge out or that board culture challenge out or that financial challenge out. What I will say is we still encourage folks to apply because they can receive feedback from our team and understand, you know, maybe what we see as the nature of the challenge that should change. And then they reapply a year from now. So we want to play that consulting and coaching role as well. That's interesting. Lolita, I saw your head nodding and I don't think you're nodding off. Yeah. Did you want (laughs) in on this? Yeah, no, I had in my notes actually to bring this up. So, so glad you raised it. Um, You know, our employees are really looking to make a contribution of skills and they're not looking for the perfect board. And even if a board looks like it's functioning, they join in a couple of meetings, they realize there's lots of room for improvement. And so I get stopped in the elevator many times saying, by the way, I'm in the middle of an executive director transition and we have to hire and, and do a search and evaluate, etc. Do you have sort of best practices around that? And so many employees sort of 
relish that opportunity because they feel their skills are then being put to use. They don't want to go to a board meeting and socialize. They want to feel like they added some value. And, um, you know, I've been uh, talking to employees, connecting others with, with those where, where these hairy situations have, have, have cropped up. And again, things tend to work out, but it definitely builds their leadership skills. And this is why, this is what they talk about, like how they grew as a result of it too, because they didn't have it all figured out, but they found a way to contribute. Um, I I just love this. And I I also heard you say something that I wanted to amplify, Rob, which is the one-on-two conversation um, as part of your uh, application process. Uh, let's highlight that. Um, so you talk with both the, your your folks talk with both the CEO and the board chair. And I've had a I've had an article in my head that has not yet made it to my laptop, uh, which is about what I th- wish program officers at foundations did on site visits. And um, uh, one of those things is a is a is a conversation with the executive director and the board chair. I um, I consider that relationship to be the single most important indicator of a healthy nonprofit, uh, and so um, it makes me makes my heart sing to hear. Um, and I and it's not just about whether or not you have a you know rock star board chair and a rock star CEO, but it's I'm assuming Rob that it's also about what you're able to glean about that partnership, right? Very much so. Um, and, and it's amazing how in even a 45-minute conversation, you really can pick up the nature of that partnership. Joan, I've heard you refute, refer to the twin engine jet and the captain and the co-pilot um, as the board chair and the CEO. Yep. And I just think that's such a powerful image imagery of what it takes to fly that nonprofit successfully and on time to its mission. So uh, yeah, we, we learn a lot about that in those consult in those consulting calls. Fantastic. So I have um, uh, two questions. Um, one is very timely and I'd love to hear from both of you on this. So I, um, I maybe I'll start with Lalita and say, um, uh, you know, Right at this moment in time, we are in uh, really challenging times. And um, I think that nonprofits could be asking themselves, you know, given this pandemic and the uncertainty, like, uh, should I put recruitment on hold? And I think that there's also so much going on that the same could be true on the candidate side. People could be saying, well, this is... I, I don't have the time, the bandwidth, like I, I can't join a board right now. And so um, there's there's been sort of a sense that this is the wrong time to join a board or the wrong time to, uh, I don't have time. And then on the on the flip side, on Rob's side is, uh, you know, is this, a, is this an appropriate time to bring on new board members? So I just wonder, what are you all hearing and sensing about this particular issue? Yeah, thanks, Joan, for that question. I think it's relevant. And, you know, our employees have, uh, obviously, they're all kinds, and some have had personal professional challenges. Um, but many have come to us saying, how can we be part of the solution? And they are truly interested in, in, in figuring out how in this virtual environment uh, they can still contribute their skills. So they're pushing us on the corporate citizenship team to think of how, how they can be helpful. So do think uh, this is right in the, the sweet, it's their sweet spot. Uh, it's skills-based. Um, you know, I think 
just last month in May, we have what's called a board member network, which is really organized uh, events by employees to share best practices with other Credit Suisse board members. They did two virtual events back to back. They did right. it without my assistance. They did it for nonprofits uh, that our board members sit on. Um, you know, they want to be of service. They're not stopping. And I guess the last thing I'll say is uh, Rob and I are obviously optimistic enough in terms of the need of the nonprofit sector uh, that we will be launching in a new city. So far, we've been partnering in New York City. But we will be going to Raleigh, uh, North Carolina in the fall. And then again, our Raleigh employees are, are ready to go. So we hope to get a warm reception. I um, I want Rob to weigh in on this, but I, I just want to add to what you said. And, you know, my sense of this very chaotic, uncertain uh, world in which, and this could be at any crisis at any time, but we happen to have not one but two um, uh, just exponentially, just kind of unimaginable things going on at the moment. People are really looking for meaning and purpose. They really are. And I, I, I think it's really important for you to be listening to what Lalita is saying here about people's continued interest is that this isn't just about Credit Suisse and it's not just about the fact that Lalita runs a kick-ass program. It's about the fact that people are, um, they're hungry to feel some sense of purpose in a world that feels so out of control at the moment and so many different dimensions. So um, if you take away anything here, please, just remember, keep asking because the opportunity to have a sense of meaning and purpose at this time is something that people are really hungry for. Rob, you want to jump in on this one? No question. And, and I would say on the nonprofit side to our nonprofit leaders, um, this is absolutely the time to continue board recruitment. As you said, Joan, you know, during periods of national crisis, people want to engage in their community. I remember so clearly in New York City on 9-11, standing on the corner of Christopher Street and the West Side Highway every night, cheering the first responders as they left the site and went yep. north after trying to, you know, rescue and recovery. And just the emotion and the impact, we wanted to do something. Today, we have people standing at their windows at seven o'clock every night, applauding and cheering the, the frontline medical staff that are working on the COVID crisis. We're making masks. We're sending free lunches to, to healthcare workers. You know, this is the moment that people want to deepen their engagement. And I, I, I hope that we all um, give folks the opportunity to do so. Remember that board service is really the crown jewel of the voluntary sector. It, it gives individuals the opportunity to bring the wholeness of who they are, their wisdom, their intellect, their knowledge, their financial resources, their network. And so give them the opportunity to engage in the most meaningful way possible. I believe there's incredible opportunity out there. As it relates to board service and just thinking about the role the board plays, what advice, what do you believe that nonprofits um, could or should be doing differently to elevate and transform governance in their organizations? Who wants first? Lolita, do you want? Sure. Um, so, Joan, I you know I really appreciate you and Rob both pushing the nonprofit board sector to kind of these standards of excellence. Um, you know, in my charitable giving role, we do evaluate kind of the health of the board because we do look at that partnership between the executive director 
and the board as a key determinant of how will an organization weather crises like we're having today. So leadership is everything. Yep. Um, and, and, and really what I would say to the nonprofit executives is, you know, push your boards to be more accountable. You will get engaged boards. Uh, you, you will get the best quality, but you have to set that standard high. And certainly I have conversations on like, how are you having those difficult conversations with board members that aren't so engaged? Find another role for them, but they don't need to be on your fiduciary governing board. They can still be your cheerleader and advisory capacity and, and something else, but really maintain that standard of excellence on your board that inspires those who are passionate and ready to give to keep giving even more. Um, and the second piece of advice I'd give is really be clear about what you want. I mean, I think I'm, I push back on, on charities who say to me, oh, we'll take any Credit Suisse board member, you know, particularly since I'm managing uh, their funding relationship. But I'm like, right. no, I really want this to be of use to you. So tell me what your skill gaps are. I will take a year to find that ideal candidate, but I'll, I'll do it um, because I don't want to just put a, someone on the board as a figurehead. So really pushing uh, executives to articulate what skills are you looking for? What roles do you want this person to play? Be really clear about the give get upfront, the time commitment. These are the questions that our people want clarity on. And fortunately, because we work with an organization like Board Lead, a lot of that gets figured out. But if you're going to come to us directly and we certainly post open board seats on our website because we've become known for this board service program, and then employees are sort of on their own navigating with charities. So you have to maintain sort of some sort of structure in a recruiting process and give people confidence that this is something you're serious about. Then they'll take it seriously. Love that. Um, Rob Acton, uh, your advice. Yeah, I would say to nonprofit leaders who are, you know, in the looking at looking for new board members, three things. One, um, aim high really look for superstars. As you walk through your world, look for those folks who are high capacity and aim high, believe they belong on your board and ask. I have been awed how when I did so, people were eager and enthusiastic to find this board seat. So aim high. Secondly, set very high expectations. Don't minimize the role. On the opposite, high impact people want a big challenge. And so set high expectations from beginning, middle to end. And then the final one really does relate to, you know, one of the crises moments that our society is going through right now. But just keep diversity, equity, and inclusion on your board top of mind. In particular, remember, we, we need to have people with personal identities that relate to the program or service area you deliver serving on the board. We need those voices in governance. So today more than ever, you know, make sure those voices are represented on your board and maybe they'll make nonprofits to borrow from you, Joan, just a little less messy. So um, uh, I liked that, Rob. Um, So I really appreciate both. I appreciate the commitment you are making to uh, transform governance and I really appreciate your advice and all the work that you're doing to honestly, to improve the experience, not only of the nonprofit sector, but of individuals who are really hungry to make a difference. Um, I, I just feel like one of, one of the themes I'm just hearing over and over again in this conversation is intentionality. 
uh, is is that um, is intentionality and abundance that you have to approach um, building your board from a sense from a place of abundance and with intentionality. My friend Kevin Jennings says we don't talk about recruiting board members; we talk about hiring them because I am hiring them and they are in return for their service getting a tremendous reward, whether it's the kind of professional development skills that Lalit has been talking about or whether it's just simply a greater sense of meaning and purpose. And the, the you know, recruitment from the place of abundance, it's, you know, it's, you, you've sometimes you, all of you out there feel like there's just not enough board members to go around that uh, let's not hold them accountable because we might end up with an empty seat. And I hope that one of the things you took away today is that there's a there's a whole universe of people out there that are ready, willing and able to serve, that there are people out there that are working really, really hard to get them ready to be a part of your boards. Um, so I hope that you're taking away sort of a, a bit of hope, maybe a change in mindset that this is a thing that you should be approaching with abundance um, and that maybe, just maybe, you should actually be really clear about the fact that this is an important job because people who have important jobs um, know that the people who take important jobs tend to really be very good at them. So um, so uh, some good food for thought today. Uh, Lalita, thank you so much for the work that you're doing at Credit Suisse um, and not only sort of fueling governance, but the work on the charitable foundation side. I am sure that there are many nonprofit organizations that are so very grateful to you for all the different work you do. Uh, and um, I, from, from this, uh, from from my shelter in place here on the Jersey Shore, I too am very grateful for your work. So thank you for joining us. Thank you, Joan. It's been a real pleasure to partner with you and Rob. And thank you for pushing the envelope on this important topic. Uh, well, thank you. And uh, to the other kindred spirit uh, on this uh, podcast, Rob Acton, thank you very much. You've been in the trenches a long time and um, and you continue to find uh, and identify gaps and different ways that you can actually play a, um, a lead role and um, really appreciate all of that. And I appreciate your time today. Thank you, Joan. It's been a real pleasure, and we look forward to connecting with many uh, listeners who are interested in learning more about Board Lead. There you go. Uh, so with that said, um, that's what we've got for today. And until next time, uh, thank you for all the work that you do. And um, please, please, please take good care of yourself and stay safe. Take care. Thanks so much for listening, and I hope you found the conversation to be valuable. If you enjoyed the podcast, remember to subscribe to it. And if you're feeling especially generous, leave us a review. Turns out that reviews really matter. They help people discover the podcast. <laughs> and if there's anything in this episode or any episode that really struck you as an aha moment, we'd love to know. Shoot us an email at podcast at joangary.com. And if you'd like to learn more about nonprofit leadership, head on over to my website at joangary.com. That's J-O-A-N-G-A-R-R-Y.com. It's full of advice and resources that you can put into action right away. And make sure to enter your email address so I can send you a surprise I think you'll find helpful. And if I haven't said it lately, thank you. Thank you so much for the important work you do every day to make this world a better place. I'll see you next time.